I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And as you can see, Steph Chase had a great time in Minnesota. Look at the tan. She's got SB3. Oh, no, it's SB3. Oh, you're such a good-looking devil. I couldn't tell the damn difference. How are you, my brother? It was pretty close, you know, between me and Steph Chase. You know, Steph would you, have you to have a night. Nice, they have to have a nice haircut. Yes, because we want revenge. We see all the great time that you and Sat had together at the WWE show it, in yeah. the UK. So me and Steph, we're meeting up in Minneapolis, and we're going to see a much better show. Uh, oh. AEW. Full gear. Now nah, I'm very happy Steph made it to the United States very safe. So I'm happy to fill in for her and talk a little bit more about Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair today with you, Alex. I can't even argue the point about seeing a better show. Uh, we are going to talk about Charlotte and Becky's comments. Some of the comments coming out of my interviews with Bobby Lashley and Big E right here on Wrestling Daily. The Daily Boys. And yes, for those of you unaware, Steph Chase is in Minneapolis right now. Therefore, she could not do the show tonight. Hotel Wi-Fi doesn't always come through, as we've learned. But SB3 is in the building in her place. Brother, brother, brother. Uh, are you excited? What weekend you've got in store? I just had to do the sign of the cross because on Saturday I'm doing the True Hill Heat podcast. So hopefully the Hotel Wi-Fi is safe and good to go because i don't know how the show would be without me but yes we are here it's a thursday wrestling daily i get to talk about aew dynamite a little with alex i don't get this uh, this time all the time i usually mm. come on a couple of hours before dynamite starts i'm here on the day after it's very nice but i'm happy steph it made it i know she's been wanting to go to an aew show for as long oh, as i've oh. known her so <laughs> so for her to be back you know in the united states going to the show full gear i've been having people tell me they're more excited for this show than they were for all out so it's a it's a lot of excitement and hype going into this saturday and i'm ready for it i leave tomorrow morning and i'm ready to go man i wish i was going as i said some late things fell through for me uh although i might be on my travels again this month uh but unfortunately not to the cold shores of minneapolis um man it's gonna be a great weekend can't wait to see what you and steph come up with i know tk was doing 
the uh, the pre-show media uh, press conference media, if you like, uh, the pr- conference call. He did that just before we came on the air. Um, I saw him talking about how, you know, he wanted some of his flowers, man. You know, he, he helped NWA in power come to be. And uh, he's, he's, he's mad that nobody gave him the recognition. I, I mean, I, I feel it. I feel it, Tony. I, I respect it. I respect yeah. it because everybody, everybody want to immediately, like, day, uh, what, a day or two before Bound for Glory, people are like, oh, the AEW impact relationship ends at this pay-per-view. It didn't mean anything. It didn't do anything, mm. blah, 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 blah. But when he was, like, helping out NWA, helped him out with their all-women show, no one wanted to say anything. So I, I, I get Tony Khan basically calling out media as well as fans to be like keep that same energy when i'm when i'm up cheer me for being up when i'm down put me down and criticize me i i get it in fairness uh, you can only keep the energy of what you know i i had no you know i mean i understood that there was aw wrestlers on the show but i didn't realize that he was like footing the bill um you know for a lot for, for all of them it sounds like so nwa didn't really have to you know expand the budget too much to have their show inclusive, but there we go. Anyway, titular news. Let's get into that, shall we, straight away. Um, but just before we do, Ultra Chats, guys, you know how this works by now. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Give us your thoughts. And we are going a bit longer tonight. Yes, we are. We're going to at least run 45 minutes. Maybe we'll get up to the hour. I don't know, but... I feel like we're going to open the live chat up for some questions because you guys have been patient with us. We appreciate you. Good eggs. Uh, and man, uh, uh, I'll be excited to talk to you guys. So we're, we're going to do a portion of the show with that, uh, hopefully to finish, to close. Um, but we're going to give you a longer show tonight because SB3 and I have that goddamn power sometimes. Uh, titular news is all about Becky Lynch and her comments on Charlotte Flair. Now, before I let SB3 tell you exactly what she told Sports Illustrated, this was like a hot topic, uh, like two weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago. My word, it it was making headlines for a week. We heard all of the different reports from all the different people, including myself, Mm -hmm. in terms of what happened backstage and there was different versions of events. Charlotte Flair did do media yesterday in the uk and i'm told it was asked politely not to ask those questions obviously sports illustrated didn't get that memo um but you know becky she went ahead and addressed it and as far as what i can tell she did so extremely candidly sb3 tell us what she said Yes, Becky Lynch did an interview with Sports Illustrated. This was to hype up uh, Survivor Series 2021 because with all the wrestling this weekend, I think people forget that Survivor Series is next weekend. So uh, she was speaking to Sports Illustrated. They asked her about the incident with Charlie Flair. Becky Lynch said, and I quote, I don't know, man. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk. So all I'll say is the locker room needs a hero sometimes. And sometimes somebody's got to be a hero. I'm all right being that hero. That's what I'll say on that matter. Uh, she was then asked if having real life heat uh, with an opponent makes things harder in the ring. And uh, Becky said, and I quote, oh, 100% more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's the thing. When you've got two people that w- wanting to work together to make magic, then you make magic. Sometimes when there's hostilities, uh, 
when you can't trust the person, then you never know what's going to happen. You always have to be on your guard. It's like a game of chess. You have to be thinking two steps, three steps, four steps ahead. What are they going to do? How am I going to handle it? If they do this, if if they do that, whatever. This business is built on trust and working together. That's the art of it. That's the beauty of it. And if I make you look good, you make me look good. It's an art. It's a beautiful art. It's an art I love more than anything. If people don't know how to make that art, then it becomes difficult. It becomes tricky and you never really get the full potential. But there's intrigue there too, because we never know was uh, this meant to happen? Was that not meant to happen? What's going to go down? There's interest in both ways. One way is the beautiful, pure art of pro pro wrestling. The other way is a bit of a show. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then uh, the the interviewer from Sports Illustrated straight up asked her, "Do you trust? Do you trust Charlotte Flair?" And Becky said, "No." Uh, the interviewer then said, "Are things difficult right now with Charlotte Flair?" Becky said, "Yes." The Sports Illustrated interviewer then asked, "Were you guys friends and no longer friends?" And Becky said, "We used to be best friends." So. Kind yes. of breaks them up. I, I know, I know. They, they, like when I'm when I'm reading it, because I saw the interview, and uh, I'm the one that kind of suggested we talk about this today. I was just like, no, we gotta talk about this because this is this felt although they did it in a way that works to their advantage for their matchup at Survivor Series, it puts more intrigue, more buzz around the matchup. You can tell in her delivery of saying these things, yeah, they yeah. come you, from a real place. Like, it's not, should, um, I'm not working here. Yeah, you should watch her say it. Like, there's clips floating around on Twitter. She's very composed and, like, clinical. Like, uh, measured, I think, is the right word as well. Like, yeah. she knows exactly what she's saying. Um, a part of me, th- and I have no knowledge of this, but a part of me thinks if they had to patch things up, because they will have to work together in, like, a week. If they have patched things up or not, they probably wouldn't say, um, leading to a match anyway, right? You know, yeah. they, they want to keep that un- intrigue up there. And, and the only time I saw Becky really stop and pause was when it asked if she trusted Charlotte. Because she didn't that even say, she, she didn't say no. At first, she just said, <laughs> mm. <laughs> she did one of these. She, she shook yeah. her head and then was like, no. Yeah, which which I think yeah, even in you know kayfabe, um, when she was over to the UK and I interviewed her and I was talking about the four horsewomen and um, she was saying you know I want to talk about the new generation of talent coming up and saying oh maybe the four horsewomen could band together to face them in like a four on four, and she was like you know I want to see all of the four horsewomen succeed. She goes oh maybe not Charlotte, but it was obviously said in such a way because they got the historic rivalry right. And and even in Lynch's comments about, you know, if you don't know how to make magic or whatever, and it's the art, clearly those two have done the art extremely well before, lest we forget the evolution, um, Last Woman Standing and all of that great stuff. Like they've made magic on multiple occasions. But it's funny to hear the comment of, um, you know, because then you just don't know what's going to happen. And of course, that's kind of what we've heard of In the Ring, um, and that was what one source told me as well, was that they were worried before that they didn't know if Charlotte was going to do what the original plans were on that SmackDown. Uh, of course, the counterpoint of that is it was all a mistake and she didn't mean to drop it. it again, he said, she said, uh, I think everyone can draw their own conclusions from that. 
Um, you know, you know what? I'm not. I'm not usually one to be like smell the flowers kind of thing because if you sat there all day, go well, I got this right, I got this right. Like you just like a jerk. But I did say in my original report, this is a relationship that has been strained for a while, which Becky yeah. seems to corroborate here. Um, and that's really not something to celebrate, man. It, it does make me sad because I feel like the four horsewomen. It, any way you look at it, I don't know if there'll be another group, male or female, that are so influential on their genre and game-changing like the four horsewomen were. I, I don't honestly know if you could name it. Even, I mean, the NWO, you know, ushered in a different period kind of thing, and you know, DX obviously had a high in that, but but they literally changed women's wrestling in WWE, quite literally changed it. And they, they've been the pioneers of anything that's really come since. Four of the most talented individuals and they really are um you could ever wish to meet in the same generation it's kind of terrible that we've got to where we are and it's kind of hard to put a finger on why but we know that the dissension has been between charlotte and becky you got to remember, becky hasn't been back that long she got yeah. back in august so it's not like this has been brewing and brewing it's a long-standing thing we're told from a promo that charlotte didn't appreciate that becky cut at the height of the man there's got to be a way you can move past things. It's a prone. I, I understand being offended, you know, of course, but you, you'd, you'd hope that there'd be a way that those two could find a way to, to get on the same page again. And they're going to have to within the next eight, uh, nine days, SB3. Yeah. I mean, and it's sad. It's, the reason that it's so sad is that you kind of have been told the story, whether it's documentaries, hearing interviews with the four women, that it's like two relationships brought together for the four horsewomen. You have the relationship between Bailey and Sasha. Not saying that, you know, Sasha doesn't have a relationship with Becky and Charlotte. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, Bailey has a relationship with Becky and Charlotte as well, and the same across the board. But Sasha and Bailey created their relationship from their rivalry, and more importantly, the Takeover Brooklyn match. That's when they were like, you know, they liked working with each other before mm -hmm. then, and then it went to the level of they became yeah. like best friends outside the I, business. Where I don't, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that within the four horsewomen, Sasha and Bailey and Becky and Sasha, uh, Charlotte were the more connected. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and but the, the the difference in the two is like I said, like Bailey and and Banks kind of forged their relationship from the success of that landmark matchup at Takeover Brooklyn, whereas shot where Becky and Charlotte were just friends because they liked each other. They were friends mm. outside of the business. It what it had nothing to do with working well with each other because they did work well with each other in NXT, but it was their their mutual, you know, rises, going through the business, learning the business together, and they became friends before they even like had legendary matches with each other. So it was just like that's what made kind of their feud in 2018 so great to watch because you knew they were friends outside of the the business. It's like for fans of, you know, who were older and knew of the relationship between Shawn Michaels and Triple H when they had their feud in 2002. You're like, man, they're having intense bloody brawls. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're having a drink together in the back and it's stuff like mm. it was kind of like that with Becky and Charlotte. So it's really sad that through that rivalry, it seems 
that's where the starting of the falling out of their relationship started. Sometimes you work yourself into a shoot or that famous uh. Hulk Hogan tweet. You work, <laughs> you, you work in so much to work into a shoot. You work yourself into a shoot, brother. And brother, I think, brother. I think that's where uh, Becky and Charlotte are at, unfortunately. And it's, it's very, it's very sad to hear because you love to hear the bond that, you know, people have made through the business. Like even like somebody like John Moxley with his book, he talks a lot about his relationship with Seth Rollins and how their matches in FCW made them friends like that. Those stories are great, but it's even greater when they're friends outside of the business. And that's what mm. it was for Charlotte and Becky. So it, it's horrible to hear that, you know, sometimes friends want to work together in on, on camera so much, but that's what led to the end of their relationship where it was. Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult. Like, I think I've made this clear in the original report um, that I put out on the situation. There was, you know, two camps, two sides to the story, and somewhere in the middle, we all learned that there was definitely this altercation backstage. Uh, nothing physical, but of course, there was like some shouting and whatnot. Um, but it was maybe the culmination of issues that they'd had, um, combined with, to be frank, horrendous creative. The the whole title, you know, being put in that position in the first place was. Yeah, you know, I mean, Vince needs to take a hard look at himself for creating such a situation because it's just stupid. It is just stupid. Um, and I don't like the way that they've it's becoming the norm. Like two years on the bounce, they're like, yeah, we'll just switch titles. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, don't don't get comfortable with that idea, Vince. It's bad. Um, you know, to be fair, he might, he might be scarred for life off it after after this fiasco. I don't know. Um, the the worst yeah. part of it, though, is that he had two chances to not do this. He literally could have put the SmackDown title on Sasha, could have put the Raw title on Bianca, Bianca. but he chose, he chose to do this. Do you think he's like rubbing his hands now thinking, oh, I've got a hot match for Survivor Series? Yeah, Vince loves the real stuff. He loves yeah. when real animosity gets into things. And I know he's going to do his due diligence. He's going to have Bruce and Johnny uh, <laughs> reach out to Charlotte. and yeah. like, not him. Hey, not him. No, not him. Not him. He's not going to have a conversation with him. He's going to send out his goons to have the conversation. Like, we, we, we like the animosity, but let's not bring it in front of camera. Let's let's work on what we're going to do here, ladies. So I think that he's going to he's going to have his uh, meeting meeting of arms this week ahead of Survivor Series. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's funny because, like, with real animosity and, you know, maybe it's competitive or whatever it kind of derives from, the Rock and Triple H, in my opinion, was one of the greatest kind of working relationships of the millennium. Um, 2000 was just, I mean, they had they had bangers before that, but 2000 was an incredible year for them. They worked like a gajillion times and it never got boring. Um, and, and the funny thing about that is that they obviously didn't like each other. They've been very open about that. Um, you know, even though Triple H kind of tries to go, oh, you know, it was all competitive. It wasn't. It was just you didn't want him to rise above you. Um, we, and he we did. This. And he did. We, we know this. <laughs> oh, did he? Did he? Um, but yeah, don't worry. Triple H was in Blade. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man, where um, sometimes that can create greatness. And my hope is that having being forced to work together here will give them an opportunity to kind of go, you know what, and air some things and get back on the same page for the sake of wrestling. And that will help re in, you know, reinstate their bond, the love of yeah. professional wrestling, creating magic together. I'm hoping that will be what spawns another great relationship. You know, what's interesting is the show I was at last Saturday, they were both there. That was the first show since the incident. I don't know what we're going to call it. Um, Shoutgate, whatever. Beltgate. Beltgate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like it was the first time since then that they were in the same dressing room um, because it was a super show at Wembley. had both SmackDown and Raw Stars. Um, and we saw Charlotte and Sasha. Good match, by the way. Uh, and we saw Becky Doudrop and Bianca, which is also a very good match. Um Oh, did they just not talk? I mean, who knows? Like, it's it's a uh, it doesn't sound like they did, but they're gonna have to because I mean, it, I mean, it's not this weekend; it's next week, and you know, you know, WWE are it's probably not gonna do the Survivor Series build until the go home week, which is crazy because they you remember like when they do the invasion kind of storylines, you know, when like SmackDown turned up and beat the crap out of Raw and Kurt Angle's yeah. like it's happening, it's happening. Um, I they're just leaving it till the actual week of it to go, oh yeah, there's a pay-per-view. It feels weird. Um, and I don't know how they're going to, I I assume there's going to be some kind of like work shoot promos to do with this, which I can't imagine will help, but I, I just know WWE, they'll lean into it. Um, because interestingly enough, none of their promos since, and I watched carefully have even alluded to it. Nope. They've not mentioned a single thing about it. It's been back to business Sasha Banks for Charlotte and, you know, whatever's going on with Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, and then, of course, Bianca with Becky. Yeah, I tell you, it's it's a it's a delicate situation that the next week is going to tell us a lot. 
it was very jarring to review SmackDown and Rampage after watching it back to back because one show spent a whole hour basically promoting a pay-per-view that wasn't even that weekend. That was like two weeks ahead. And then the other show, you wouldn't even know their pay-per-view was in two weeks. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have known watching watching SmackDown that Survivor series is so close ahead. Like I saw a couple of comments in the live chat saying saying that, uh saying that they didn't realize that it was in two weeks because WWE mm. hasn't done anything to promote it. They haven't mentioned that the Usos are versus RK Bro. We haven't even seen Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, like it's just it's baffling. They have the New Day feuding with the bloodline, yet they haven't mentioned that Big E is versus Roman Reigns at Survivor yeah. Series. It's I assume, big. I assume that was you know that's going to lead to something, right? Like, in, in, I mean, uh, is is Big E going to like pop up tonight because Woods has got Reigns? Which, by the way, I I have full faith will be an absolute banger. Um, that's tomorrow. Sorry, um, I'm I'm speaking to Xavier Woods tomorrow. There's a little fact for you. No, um, no. So I, it's very interesting that because you know the beatdown they got last week, I thought, oh, that's got to be setting the table for Big E to to come back and do some business. Or, but I knew he was on the tour at that point, so he wasn't going to. But presumably this week or heading into next week, they will start to do the crossover like that. Um, the, the whole thing. I want to address this too. Um, A shock said. Is Charlotte and Becky's issue with each other similar to HBK and Brett's issues back in the day? Well, I don't think there's a Sonny involved. Um, but what I will say... <laughs> and Charlotte never told uh, Becky to get the F out Yeah, of I won't do... Yeah, I won't do... Uh, <laughs> thank you for dropping the bell to me, but I won't be doing it for you. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> the whole situation is... If you don't know about that, read it. Um, I, I feel... If you read even between the lines of what Becky said about being a hero to the locker room, right? The way she's positioning it is if Charlotte, I think, is difficult to work with. That's yeah. that's just what I gauge from what she's saying. Um, the other side of that coin, that, and I still stand by this to the day, is I think Charlotte's an absolutely incredible worker. Her body of work speaks for itself. Um, I have no idea how they come to set these things up behind the scenes, of course. Who knows? She might be really demanding. But from people I've spoke to in interviews before, I've never had that. People like Rhea Ripley spoke well of her. Um, so I can't personally attest. But at the same time, these are Becky Lynch's words. And, you know, saying hero of the locker rooms essentially sounded like she was standing up to Charlotte Flair. That's that's how I, I don't know how you interpreted SB3, but that's yeah. what it sounded like. Um, so I assume it's just a difference of kind of outlook on things. Um and because, of course, she goes on in to talk about the art of professional wrestling. One has to assume that that's kind of what she's going for here. Like she's alluding that Charlotte isn't on the same page as a lot of people, but particularly her. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, it's more of she's standing up for the locker room and everyone else that feels like they can't say stuff to Charlotte. Becky knows that she can, that she's a big enough star to get that uh point across it's just it's just really disappointing i don't think it's the the same thing as uh sean and brett because they had a lot of personal things i think it's similar in the fact that they were friends and then you know 
the competition of trying to be the number one, the top, the top dog, the top star. I think that's what split them apart. And it's kind of similar in the way for uh, Becky and Charlotte, because we can very much tell from a lot of the reports we're hearing and what we're hearing about Charlotte right now, that she's very protective of her spot. And she Mm -hmm. has a valid claim to have the spot of the number one woman in WWE, but so does Becky Lynch. And that's where a lot of the animosity stems, stems from. Yeah, what John McNeil says here, and the reason I bring it up, so will we have to worry about them having a shoot fight at uh, Survivor Series? Well, no, I wouldn't have thought so. They're pros. But having said that, um, the only reason I bring this comment up is because I do think it links to what I just said about the locker room versus Charlotte. Yeah, There was obviously that report as well that said that everyone backed Nia Jax in this. Uh, I mean, that is still, I think that's more staggering than what happened between Becky and Charlotte by a, by a distance. It's only because it's Becky and Charlotte this is news in the first place. But um, these two were, were hitting each other in the ring, like like for real, like, like they're slapping each other like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Um, it's really surreal to watch. And they were just like sandbagging each other. And clearly, it just, you know, it, it's... It, it, I mean, if if that report is to be believed, I can't remember who did it. I want to say PW Insider SB3 or is it Dave? I'm not sure. I believe it was PW Insider that did that. Yeah, about don't, the, the don't obviously of... take us as gospel yeah. until we look it up. But um, <laughs> there, there was definitely a report suggesting the locker room had backed Nia Jax in that situation, um, which kind of lends credence to what we were just saying. But yeah. I, you know, I no, no, I don't anticipate a fight. Um, it's it's a weird one for Naya, right? The fact of Naya and Charlotte, because Naya, although you know she was kind of like the big girl who could stand up to Charlotte, like yeah. physically, I'm talking now. Um, because of like her track record, I think a lot of people were like, eh. you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't. Yeah. As, it was. It was. A, it was a much more split thing. And honestly, like, um, I want everyone to know as we're saying all of this now, like. We're not trying to character assassinate anyone, right? We're reading no. between the lines of reports. That's, that's what Wrestling Daily does. I'm not saying Charlotte or Becky is wrong. That's kind of what bothered me about the original reporting where people were like, oh, well, because I've done Charlotte reports before. It was, oh, you know, clearly like Team Charlotte. It's not the way at all. You, you gather the information from the people that were there. And I try, you know, you get two sides of the story. And that's what it was. Um, but it's funny that I... I they had to talk about it eventually, I guess, but I would have thought yeah. that they would have swept this under the rug ahead of Survivor Series. But Becky, being ever the master, like she is actually, has just you know made it very, very intriguing. The next time these two are together on TV, everyone will be like, ooh. Like, what's going to happen? Are they are they going into business for themselves? Oh, and the Nia Jax report was by uh, Dave Meltzer on the Rusty Observer newsletter. So, yeah, I mean... It's it's a lot to take in, but I think they're doing I think Becky did the right thing with the interview because she addressed it in a way where people could say she used the animosity, the real life situation yeah, to add yeah. more heat and buzz and intrigue into their matchup at Survivor Series. So I know Becky's not going to get any heat for uh, saying what she said. Yeah, uh, well, like we said, um we're just trying to present all the information that's out there. Uh, I, I My hope is that they can patch things up. Uh, we get a great match at Survivor Series. That would be 
the ideal scenario. Um, we do have a couple of ultra chats here. Remember, guys, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. You have your say because we're not done yet on this show. We've got some bits and bobs to talk about. First up, we've got Lizzie Stallion. Five months she's been a good egg now. Do you know that, SV3? Five months. She's been with us since I mean, the beginning. I, I was I about it. to say, I mean, she's been a good egg since birth, but she's been officially a good egg with the Resting Daily Channel, which obviously all of you can do too uh, for five months. She said, Hotel Wi Fi chooses violence more often than Sat. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Listen, in, in the inspiration interview, Sat was um, like the, the, a choir boy. He was like Mr. Nice Guy to the inspiration. And more than that, and I'm glad SB3 called him on this. Soon as Champa came in the room, couldn't have been nicer. Sat <laughs> couldn't have been nicer. If I was that nice to Goldberg, I'd be getting destroyed now by everybody. And let me tell you, this guy had no bad words for Mr. Champa. None. This dude called him Grandpa Champa. He said he needs an AARP card. And then he was in the same room with him. He's like, hi, hi, Tommy. Hey Tommy! Hey, 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 hey Tommy! Hey, hey! He he did, he did his ricocheted voice and everything. He's like, hey, hey, Tommy! Hey. Oh, hey, hey, Tommy! Yeah. Uh, no, no, sir. Greg Cherry. Oh, he's doing a cheap plug. Come on, brother. Come on. Um, cheap plug for wrestling trivia challenge on the Greg Cherry brand tonight at six Eastern. Wrestle buddies Matty Laws takes on Wrestling Daily Sunny Niangi. And then next Thursday, Combat Wrestling Trivia's Alex Warden takes on SB3. Well, you know what? I'm going to allow it because there's two Wrestling Daily co-hosts that are in the mix. Uh, man, is it so it's possible that you could meet Sat, right? Uh, yes, it could be. Could I think it's? I think we're on the same side of the bracket, so it's like ah! a semi-finals uh, top matchup. But I'm ready. I'm ready for Sat. He's got the energy, but I got the ladies and gentlemen i i love that and by the way the guy has a ton of knowledge but i'd be more afraid of the man that's seen every match in the actual history of wrestling sp3 um just gonna put it out there Let's move it along to some of the uh, exclusives that I dropped today. Um, you know, out here doing my job. Um, so the two interviews that I did drop today, and if you haven't checked them out, please go to my Twitter or talksport.com forward slash wrestling. It's uh, Bobby Lashley and Big E. And uh, the, the interesting thing with Bobby Lashley that I saw people gravitate towards on Twitter, I said to him, Okay, so the Hurt Business are back together. But are you? Like, you're never together. <laughs> There's been no explanation of why you're friends now. Uh, and he was laughing. He knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, he knew. Uh, this and, this and is the question for all the Wrestling Daily Good A's that used to come on the call-in episode. Like, I want, I want Hurt Business to come back. And I said, look, <laughs> this is the Hurt Business that y'all wanted to come back who can't even beat 55-year-old Goldberg and they can't even walk him to the senior citizen home, let alone <laughs> beat him up. Like, come on, man. But continue. Listen, I want to hear his answer. 
this is his answer. He goes, uh, have you got a brother or sister? Which I do. I have a sister. He goes, a lot of the time when you have brothers, you fight uh, and you're so mad. But the next thing you know, you're back hanging and playing. Nobody asks, how did you guys get back together? It's just like that. So he likens it to a family, right? Okay. Just that's explained. Um, and he goes, I have friends that I consider brothers. This is interesting. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea, by the way, about the next thing that he says. Um, the boogeyman is one of those. The boogeyman is Bobby Lassie are really close. I had no idea. Um, really, uh, he goes, uh, I, really, I really hope he comes back sometime. I wouldn't count on it, Bobby. He and I will fight like, man, I don't want to talk to you. We go off in a rage. Next day, it's like, hey, man, you ready to work out? Yeah, f*** you too. Um, they laugh and then we go work out. Bobby Lassie actually said, f I was like, oh, wow. Um, uh, he goes, so it's kind of the same things. Brothers have little arguments and that, but we get back together. Let me shorten, let me translate that for all of you watching the stream right now. No, they're not going to explain it. <laughs> they, they, they are back together. Get what you're given. You, you guys wanted it. Y'all didn't say it had to make sense. Y'all didn't say they had to explain anything. Y'all just wanted it. And now y'all got it. And I don't, I don't hear anybody being like, oh, my God, the Hurt Business is the best part of Monday Night Raw. Like it was in the past. And the reason the reason that I told people, stop asking for this. Leave the memories alone. It wasn't because I don't like the Hurt Business. I love the Hurt Business. That was my mm. favorite thing about Monday Night Raw. It was, I know for a fact, the only thing WWE gets consistently wrong more than other people's ideas is ideas that they tried to kill and bury. Mm. Once they once they bring it back, it just don't hit the same. DX, uh, the NW, the NWO, evolution, uh, like, evolution. Like, come on, like, how many times do we have to lead, live through the same experience without learning? We need to learn from these experiences and realize when WWE puts away the hurt business, they end the hurt business. There is nothing that will come good to the hurt business coming back. The Shield. That's another one. Oh, All the, I mean, how I many mean, times the, did they put together uh, the shield, yo? The 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 I stand by this. The original pop where Ambrose and Rollins finally bumped. That was great. That was awesome. Zoop from there. Um, all that. Yeah, I mean, it was once where they're at the top of the ramp and they come and do the Miseras. Also awesome. But but honestly, then they run it back with Dolph Ziggler and the various combinations for like three months. It was shit. anyway. Let me uh, let me get that out of the way. Um, where were we, where were we going now? I can't remember what I was saying. Her business. Um, I I mean, I hope they'd start doing stuff together soon. I presume that they just kind of waiting, but you would have thought they would have been very helpful during a feud with Bill Goldberg. But never mind. Um, anyway, that was what Bobby Lashley had to say on that. And if you didn't learn anything today, you've learned. He's really close with the boogeyman. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I when he said that in the interview, I was like, "Sorry, what did you say?" Oh, boogeyman. Okay. Um, he also said that he loved dropping the belt to Big E. He said he felt great to drop it to him because um, he he felt like he was helping him. And and you got to remember, lastly, had only just got that helping step himself. He's yeah. only a one time champ, so he knows how it feels to help somebody get to that first spot. And then uh, Big E. So. This is an interesting one. Do you remember when everybody was mad? I mean, which is always. But when they were mad that the New Day was separated yet again in the draft. Yes. Just just when you get them back together, they said, nope, 
can't have all things that you like. Um, I said to Biggie, brother, 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 <laughs> what <laughs> what happened here? Like, I, I was like, look, there must it must have been it must have been one or two things. Like, either you get the heads up, or after it happens, you go seriously. Like, what's going on? Uh, um, and and he said, uh, <laughs> I've got another one for you in a minute from Biggie that you'll laugh at. I just just you, probably just us. Anyway, uh, he said we got the heads up this time, so we knew it was coming. Okay. Uh, I I wasn't shocked. I was hoping though that we'd be on the same brand and we could have done our own thing, and, and I could have done mine. So he's just saying they would have operated the way they are now, but on the same brand. It's always disappointing. I will say, I think the last year of being on SmackDown, while they were on Raw, did help me grow as a wrestler and a performer. There are some benefits, but really I'm just trying to find the silver lining of it all. It still sucks. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure I'm not standing in the way of those guys and you know, making out that they just end up being my cheerleaders or get in the way of them. I don't think that'd be the best for them. So we're just trying to make the best of it. And I understand that, to be fair, SB3. Um, and I... I in a way, can understand the logic of having him stand by himself because I do think Big E is breaking out as a champion. He feels like a champion. But still, the New Day's charm, I don't think is something, you know, come on, man. We just had the break. Yeah, we should have got them back together. Like, let them try to operate on their own. Like, operate on the same brand, but separate. And you could have done this by, you know, you got Woods with the Kingwood stuff. You got Kofi kind of being the the hand, the second to him. But I I do get where he's coming from as far as if they were on the same brand, they would, WWE would kind of pigeonhole them into being the cheerleaders for Big Mm. E. And that was the one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't like about the Kofi Kingston title run. Like, although in retrospect, yeah, it was better for New Day to stay together. The reason why I wanted at that time Big E to turn on Kofi because I was sick of him just being this guy is a is a is was a WWE champion. When you look at him in 2019, you could say he's a future WWE champion. So to see yes. him as the cheerleader for Kofi Kingston, that also bring down my enjoyment of the of his whole title run. Besides him just being a mid card champion with the WWE title, but that also yeah. was a part of it. Like they could have done other things. Like I think um Adam over on Parts Fun Known just redid the Kofi Mania storyline. And he had one month where he did Kofi and uh Xavier and, and um Big E defending the WWE title and the SmackDown tag team titles in a six-man at a pay-per-view. I was like, that would have made sense of them being the cheerleaders. Like just one match would have made everything just made sense. So there was a payoff instead of them just running around in a circle while Kofi's actually doing stuff. And even his title reign was just him running around in a circle. But I get where uh, Big E is coming from. He And I do agree with you. He's grown exponentially over on uh, SmackDown so. on his own. So he's in a good space right now. And he feels like how Drew felt from WrestleMania 36 to SummerSlam last year, where he feels like he is growing into that top guy. I would argue even more because he's got that mainstream presence a little bit, right? Like he's starting to break those kind of barriers that all the great champions do, Um, which is brings me to my next point. And I know you'll like it. I said to him, like, what's your, I, you know, what's the relationship like with Vince McMahon since becoming champion? Because um, working for Vince and then being Vince's guy, it's a different thing. Once you're the champion, it's a different spot and you're, you're working with the chairman on a different level. Um, and he said, 
it's been good. I always go to Vince down the years, but now it's a more regular thing where I'm getting feedback and I'm finally getting the chance to talk to him. But it's cool because we have a different relationship now. Last week, when I talked to him, we talked about the interview I did on The Breakfast Club. He was giving me feedback there. <laughs> and he's talking to me about the Fox people and their feedback. Um, and I said to him, wow, um, I'm just... You know, I've just got the image in my head of Vincent Mann watching The Breakfast Club. And he said, right, because it's very urban. Uh, and he actually did this. He went, urban. Urban. Uh, yeah. And he goes, very, it's a very black hip hop oriented show. And just thinking of Vince watching Charlemagne ask me questions is very bizarre. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, though, we saw earlier this year, my man Vince be watching Chappelle show. Because he showed yeah. up at the Dave Chappelle comedy show. And he he didn't even get a picture with Dave. He got a picture with Ashley Larry. So yeah. he's a real he's a real Chappelle show fan. So I am not I am not taken aback or hesitant to believe that Vince McMahon watches the Breakfast Club. He be brother, he be brother, brother he's, in his yeah, yeah. He's in the gym. He's got Charlemagne talking to him in the morning. Uh, he, he goes home, whacks on the do-rag again. Dave Chappelle's on. I'm telling you, Vince. Vince always wanted to be a brother. I'm telling you. That's what. That's why he, he said the N-word back in the day with so so much yeah. gusto. He had yeah, so much gusto. He was, like, he, was like, he, was, he was like, he wasn't even doing the Vince strut out. He was doing the Harlem shake. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. You can't say it with that much bass in your voice. You can't. I don't care if you're acting or not. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, uh, what I did say we would do on this show is open the live chat for some questions. So, guys, if you want to ask myself or SB3 anything, I think we'll give you like a good 10 minutes of our time. I'd like to hear it. Um, maybe you want to see uh, 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 more Harlem Shakes. I don't know. I don't know what you want. Maybe you want to see a running man. I can do that too. Whatever you guys want, let us know uh, and we will talk about it for the end of the show. Just drop it in the live chat. Have some names with the questions and away we go. Um, but I, do you know what? This doesn't even feel like we've gone longer. That's how much no. we should be longer, SP3. Um, I mean, we have been doing little things, right? So you got the inspiration interview this week. You have got... Actually, I like I like the format, by the way. Um if you're going to do a question in the live chat, give us a cue at the start. Give us one of those. I'll get back to that question in a minute, CM Chris. Um, so we did do the inspiration interview, which obviously is extra content. SB3 and I, I don't know, did it drop today? I'm not sure. Yes, it did. Yes, It, it did. did drop. Uh, so we did, as MJF gone too far in his promos, and we kind of dig into that for you guys and what Chris Jericho had to say about that. So there is a lot more stuff on the uh, Wrestling Daily YouTube channel than just these daily shows now. We're kind of expanding it, branching out. Um, so in addition to longer shows like this, um, this is kind of like part of the trial that we had the shorter ones. And um, I can see a question about it in a minute, which I'm going to answer. Um, but this is the same thing tonight. They're just we're just trying to see what works best for this show analytically, to be yes. frank. Um, so there you have it. It's, what a you mutual, got it's a mutual thing. So you're mm -hmm. you know we're doing the extra content. We're going a little bit longer. We've been seeing a lot of your comments, your comments in the live chat, or whether it be the comment section. How you can help out if you want longer wrestling daily, 
like the like, put a like on this video watch it yeah share it with one. all your fans if this video gets viewed more than our 30 minute ones then we'll go back to the hour it's on you guys mm. we, we're doing the hour to see if it does a difference but we've been hearing all of you guys so we're happy to be back for an hour on this night yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Sam, Chris, says, how are you, Alex? And we're much after the Daily Boys. I'm um, doing well, thank you. Uh, you know what? The last few weeks, I'm on a new... Uh, so, I, I hired a personal trainer, SP3. That's what I did. Um, you, you Again, I, I don't want to get too deep into it. But you know, I, I took the break from Twitter. Well, in uh, When I came back, I did say on that thing that I'd taken some steps to address um why i was feeling maybe a bit cloudy it's probably the best way to describe it um and and i think being more healthy and active is a part of that and i'm honestly really enjoying it right now so i say all of that to recommend it to anyone else if you you know you want to feel better about yourself honestly trying to get a routine right now my eating and working out i'm feeling good feeling very good you good sp3 yeah, I need to get a personal trainer myself. My my belly, I still got the I got the dad bod now. I got two. Got so two. I'm I'm just I'm just working on it, brother. Ah, come on. <laughs> See, you look you look much better than what I'm looking like. I'm not even gonna show my tummy, but you guys who see me in uh, Minneapolis today, uh, this weekend, come say hi, and you can see say hi. the the dad bod that I got going on. But uh, I'll probably have a very heavy coat on because it's very cold in Minneapolis. Oh, what I hear, yeah. Honestly, the dad bod's the real thing, right? It does, like, yeah. Um, I, I, it, and I mean that in like, uh, because your priorities, I've only been able to do this now because my kids are in like regular sleeping patterns, they're in school. The first few years are so hard where you have to put everything, for, like you put yourself last. Yeah. So your time, the, the little time that you have, you, you just want to rest. You're too tired to do anything else. You don't want to prep food. You don't want to go work out. And that's how a dad bod comes to be. It's yeah. a real thing. I'm, I'm telling you. Like I've only just got to the point now. My kids are three and five, where I can start to go. You know what? Okay, they're in bed, or I'll get up early, and it's it's difficult. Um, and pandemic didn't help. So no, yeah. not not at all, not at all. <laughs> Do rag Vince was really weird. What do you think? Of, of course, it was weird. I, I don't know how much you want me to elaborate on that. Um, Do rag Vince. That was the best Vince version ever. Dude, I I must. I no. I must say. Um, I found it funny then. But now, like, you know, I, I see other people on, on Twitter, you know, people who would have more right to be offended uh, or would have a right, I should say. And they are. And I think, oh, man, I kind of feel guilty for finding it funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those touchy areas where I'm a bit like, hmm, don't want to celebrate something. But, you know, it'd be like, I don't know. Uh, I, I thought it was funny at the time. But there you go. I used to wear my do-rag like Vince. I will I won't front. When I was like 13 years old, I thought that was the style too. Don't worry, Vince. You saw it, yeah. You didn't see the rappers, you saw Vince do it and you were like, yeah, get this on my head. Um my predictions were full go on. I know I used to rock I used to rock a do-rag everywhere, man. Vince Vince was inspiration. No, I did it before Vince. It's, it's, of course I, you did. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I can comfortably say I've never wore a do-rag, but um when I, so I, until I was like 16, I always had a skinhead, which people find hard to believe now because I've got like piercing blue eyes. And when you've got a, uh, a skinhead, they're like really in your face. Yeah. And um, you just look like a killer, basically. <laughs> Everyone just thinks you look like a mental serial killer. Um, I'll find a picture for all of you guys of me with a skinhead because I did it again about five years ago and everyone was like, mm -mm, 
get it, get your hair back. Um, and, but I, and when I was about 15, I wore like, you know, like the headbands, like the Nike headbands <laughs> yes, with yes. my skinhead as if I was like a bowler. <laughs> he, he, he felt he felt like he was white chocolate, like he was Jason yeah. Williams. <laughs> ah, I was thinking like along came Polly then. Rain dance. Uh, yeah, so good. Absolutely. Uh, uh, predictions of all year. I won't go into full detail, but I will say Hangman Page, MJF, because I think he's next, um, will beat Darby Allen. I think Punk over Kingston. I think FDR over the Lucha Bros. Um, Britt Baker retains. That's the easiest one to predict. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of them. Hmm. But uh, I think out of the top matches, yeah. Miro and Danielson? Ah, God, that's really hard. Because I, I I, was kind of convinced Moxley was going to win it. So if he's come out and Miro's in, do you just run with Miro? Or do you pivot to Bro? Ah, I mean... It's Daniel, it's Brian Danielson, man. Like, ah, I, I think Danielson. I'm, I, I'm going with Miro. I'm, I'm going to go Miro. I've just changed my mind right then because I, I, the rationale I was about to make was, oh, Danielson gets back to Omega, but he's not going to because Handman's going to win. So I'm going to say Miro. Yeah. I'm going with Miro. The only differences I have is, yeah, Miro. And um, I think I think Darby's going to beat MJF with a headlock takeover. Ooh. That's oh. what I think. I, think Darby, <laughs> I like it. Because that was actually the finish to their PWG match. So they mm. they ha- they can just go back to that. And a lot of people haven't seen that match. Yeah. Um, give us eight people for the New Japan Super J Cup. Each, I can't do that, brother. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to let SB3. Uh, full transparency, like I would never try and um, convince you guys that I've watched every promotion ever or know everything about anything. But I do watch J- New Japan. I watch every Wrestle Kingdom, obviously, and I try and watch G1s. Um, but I wouldn't want to encroach on such a subject. So I'm going to let SB3 take it away on this one. Um, I want Chris Bay back in from Impact. Oh, uh, yeah. TJP, Ren Narita, ELP. Um, Dante Martin, get him in there. Dante, I wouldn't mind Dante Martin. Honestly, that would be fantastic. Uh, Yuri Uramura, uh, I would love to see him up in there. He's very underrated. Uh, Clark Connors, so that's seven. Uh, eight. Give me Ace Austin, East Austin, uh, Impact Wrestling. So that would be my mm. eight for the Super J Cup. I tried to use. Not the guys that I know are in Japan, so that's mm. why I did those. Hey, Austin, sick by the way. Um, oh, and I got question. this question here though. We can go back to that one because it's also from ALW. He says, "I'm looking yeah. for a new Japan podcast. Become a three dollar backer on the True Hill Heat Patreon. We do J yeah, News, do it. J News Japan over there. I just did a review for Power Struggle 2021. Uh, the only reason we don't do it on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel." Because New Japan copyrighted us, so now we only do it on our Patreon. <laughs> there they, um, yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. I, I saw you actually say that yesterday, ALW. Sorry that we couldn't help you then, but SB3 has now, man. He'll hook you up. Um, and and Steph loves a New Japan as well, so I'm sure yeah. you could, you can find a way of uh, getting in on that. Uh, is Ollie Davis to blame? For less wrestling daily trials is AOW. At you know what, I can't tell you how supportive of this show Ollie Davis has been. There wouldn't be a show about Ollie Davis. Yeah. Um, it's it's not nothing to do with him, but it wasn't his idea. Um, there's somebody else who is kind of helping 
the back end of the show, the production side of it. Um, and there were some metrics. I think they actually put out the, the genesis of this whole idea. They put out a poll of like, what kind of content would you want to see on uh, Wrestle Talk? And the only and the format that won was like 20 to 30 minutes. And they don't actually have a show that does that. So they were like, hey, let's let Wrestling Daily do that. It's pretty much that. Um, obviously, it kind of goes against the grain a little bit with um, what we had become accustomed to with our formula. Yeah. But there you go. There you go. It's it's just a it's a trial. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But no, don't blame Ollie Davis for a thing. No. Ali is the man. We appreciate Ali for giving us the opportunity for this. And to toot our own horn, I would say we improved greatly in this new 25-minute, uh, 30-minute format. Because I watched that first Mocha Mondays that we did under that format. That I was I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I was like, I had a whole hour to discuss anything for wrestling. Especially when we do the Monday show, we're doing a lot of like recapping everything from the weekend. So the hour like benefited us well and we were in a yeah. rhythm with covering everything from the weekend and then that first 25 minute one i was like i don't know what to do i'm just gonna cut it off in the middle of a sentence <laughs> <laughs> yeah soprano style i like it um scott young oh the devil who wants to criticize the rock i don't forget scott um if you could swap a wrestler for a newcastle player like one wrestler would play for newcastle and one newcastle player for a wrestler who are you picking before we got rid of mitrovic to fulham it would have been him he's a maniac um, Brock Lesnar up front, I guess. Just a demon, right? We'll put him in there. And then ship Jalinton to WWE because he's... He, I don't want to see him ever again. Um, pretty much that's it. Hey, Shock, isn't Jericho a hypocrite for calling out MJF for going too far? Well, it's funny. If you watch the video that SB3 and I have done on this very subject, SB3 does make that point. Man, you can't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. Great Prophet once said that name, Curtis Jackson, aka 50 Cent. So Jericho <laughs> gotta watch his gotta watch street his prophet. mouth. You know, yeah, street prophet right there. Um, but yeah, he's he's making inappropriate jokes about Paige Van Sant that aged out 20 years ago. So yeah, go go watch that video. We talk about Everything you would expect from this topic of MJF going too far. So check it out on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. Annika Wilson says, if AEW makes the right decision and gets Ember Moon, who should be her first opponent? I mean, it's, it should not even be a decision, to be honest. Um, if they pass on Ember Moon, I'd be stunned. Yeah. Um, but who would her first opponent be? I, I feel like Thunder Rosa is killing time until she gets back to Britt Baker. I would like to see that. Thunder Rosa is always the answer. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't even care if she's in the match. I said this earlier. I did a full gear preview with Kate Hensler of uh, Fightful on Sports Kita, And I was like, anytime I have the opportunity to pick Thunder Rosa in anything, especially predictions, I'm picking Thunder Rosa. She don't even have to be in the match and I will pick Thunder Rosa. So, yes, Thunder Rosa, Ember Moon, if I pick someone else, um... I think she could play well off of Jay Cargill. She has that experience going mm. against like larger women than her, like Raquel Gonzalez. So she can bring something out of her. And then um thing is, thing is though, she she would she'd be doing the job there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want Ember Moon to be successful. But I know you, know, what you, mean. you know what would be really good? Athena. I'm gonna call her Athena. I'm not calling her Ember Moon anymore. Athena. Okay. okay. 
Athena versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter oh, does, yeah. does the best bumps in the women's division in AEW. I might, I have to go and watch it again. I'm going to watch a whole week of WWE. And I might just say she has the best bumps in women's wrestling, period, in wrestling. Because her bumps are just vicious. She attacks the floor. Yeah, I like that about Sasha Banks, though, as well. She's like a yeah. ragdoll. Like Sasha, Sasha Banks is proper ragdoll when she's getting thrown about. Uh, what else have we got? Do you think Hangman versus Miro is the main event? Pro- is the next main event program for AW? Yeah, I, I probably. I think so. I think I think Hangman is is definitely winning. Um, the Odyssey has to come to its rightful conclusion. And yeah, I, I like Miro as his first foil. I do. Um, he's a viable contender, but Hangman should win. Um, and then, you know, the, the problem is with the main event programs in AEW, you've got Danielson, Cole, Omega, Moxley when he's around. Um, all the best to him, of course. Uh, and, and a litany of other guys. It's hard to keep them all out of that picture. Like, if Hangman has to have a great reign, he has to face all of them guys, really, right? Yeah. So, um, it'll be very interesting to see if, what direction they go in. Cause if you have Danielson as his first opponent, boy, boy, you're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, Danielson would be a great person for him to be up against, but I fear Danielson taking cheers away from hangman page. And he's the real authentic first, like baby face champion. Although Moxley was fantastic as a baby face. He did kind of play tweener in, in different matchups, whether it be against like Darby Allen and such hangman page needs to get go against all the heels in like the upper card to main event that have kind of been running around in a circle while Kenny Omega has been the champion. So I'm talking about guys like Miro. I'm talking about guys like Malachi black, uh, uh, Andrade El Elio. There's a bunch of guys in that range that can burst hangman. So I think that him and Miro would be an excellent uh, way to start things off. Right, take three or four more here. Uh, thoughts on Will Smith in general? You know what? I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, what, like he's kind of like a cuckold. I, I, I don't know what's going on with him and Jada. I really don't. Um, but, you know, not crazy about August or Cena, do whatever. Um, I think, you know, Fresh Winter Valera is like my childhood. Love that show. Bought the DVD box set of it before I had to give my DVDs away. Misses. Um, and he's got great films under his belt. The fact he hasn't oh, won yeah. an Oscar is pretty staggering, to be fair. Um, trailed off a little bit in the last few years, but he's about to play the Williams dad in the film. Maybe he's looking for that. He's looking for that Oscar big time. Um, I don't know. I like I like him. The Lord knows what's going on in this personal life. SB3? As a movie star, he's been great. Uh classic movies that are definitely one of my favorites, some of my favorites of my childhood and adulthood, like Pursuit of Happiness and stuff. Uh Love Seven Fresh Prince is outrageously good as well. Uh, I Hitch. love French Prince, French Prince of Bel-Air is right up there. You could debate me all day, but the funniest sitcoms of all time is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Martin. We can we can we can debate on which one it is there, on any day, is no but it is those is no two. It, it is those two. But as far as Will Smith in 2021, yeah, my guy's a cuckold. My guy is Rusev in that storyline with Lana yeah. and Bobby Lashley. Like it is what it is. I might try to watch that uh, in the best shape of my life. Maybe it'll give me some more information. But every time I see Will Smith, I see his crying emoji. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with that one. Um, Scotty says he's got a PT. Well done, brother. Well done. Keep up the good work. Do your thing. Um, 
Hector Rodriguez, do you think Masvidal's injury is a work so he can train for UFC fight coming up unless it's already happened? Um, no, I don't think it's a work. I think he is hurt. Um, he doesn't have a UFC fight anymore. He pulled out two days ago against my compatriot, Leon Edwards. Um, I think Leon probably moves on into the title fight with Usman now. Kamzat Kamayev's calling him out, but I think as much as I think Leon wants to give him the smoke, you'd be, you'd be stupid from a business perspective to not just wait for the Usman fight. He's a natural next guy. He's won nine in a row. Just take the title fight. Um, so, yeah, I think... I th- I, yeah, no, I, I'm not thinking whether he's hurt or not. I'm just saying I I, I think, you know, Masvidal is hurt and, I, you know, we're not going to see him as a result. Uh, what else have we got? AOW. Alex SP3, who's your favorite wrestler of all time and who's the best wrestler of all time? Oh, my God. Well, The Rock's my favorite. This is well documented. I don't need to elaborate too much on this. I am the biggest rock mark you'll ever meet. Um, best ever. Do you know what? That's that, that question is so difficult because the criteria is so variable. It's Austin in many ways from a business standpoint. You, you, nobody could actually sit here and argue that it wasn't Steve Austin if you wanted to do that, those metrics. I personally feel like it's Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. I, I, that's just how I feel in terms of body of work. Ah, it's hard. Honestly, it would take forever. Again, I feel like I've just said my two favorite rather than the greatest. I don't know. SB3? My favorite of all time is Brian Danielson. Uh, that's someone I just saw from the bottom. I saw him in front of like a hundred people and then got to see him in front of, you know, all the thousands at uh, WrestleMania 30 when the WWE champion who is the best of all time before uh, the plane ride from hell episode of dark side of ring. I would have said the nature boy, Ric Flair, because uh. he, he hit heights that not a lot of people would do for the, as long as he did it. Like he was on, the Hogan uh, Austin levels of like popularity and, you know, making money for the company at the same time, he was doing the work rate of like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels who didn't have that, those box office jaws. So yeah, I'm going to go with no, no, because of playing right of hell. I can't even list him. I'm going to go and I can't list Stone Cold. He's abuser. I'm going to go with the rock. The rock is the best, yeah! the best of all time. The great one. You heard it. SP3 wouldn't bloody lie. Um, I don't know. We've gone over. It's like, we're only going to go 45 minutes. Here we are. Um, (laughs) And and this this is a good way to end. Can I go ahead and eat my dinner now? Yes, Mod Mother. We're so sorry for keeping you. Please go eat. I I have an even better way to end things off. I'm going to serenade you all because I got this question from Josh Bowen. Wow, SP3, you didn't like Family Matters. Who said I didn't like Family Matters? It's a rare condition in this day and age of leaving the good news on a newspaper page. In love with condition of the family ties. Some people say it's even harder to find. Yes, I love me some Family Matters. It's just not on the level of Fresh Prince and Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, that's a wrap. I'm going to go play Call of Duty and get killed loads. Here we go. It's tomorrow. Special guest co host is Cassidy Haynes, the guy who broke the Daniel Bryan news to AEW and has uh, been on top of a lot of AEW news, to be honest with you. Uh, you guys come here eight o'clock. We'll do a regular show with Cassidy. Then we'll be back next week. Uh, Mocker Mondays. You back for that, SP3? You back home? Yes, I am. I will be back. I'll be back on Sundays, but yes, I'll be here. 
next friday i mean next Monday. oh <laughs> yeah uh i my schedule is going to be all over the place in the next couple of weeks i think i'm going away next weekend which doesn't really make it a secret of where i'm going um and the week after that i've actually got something totally unwrestling related i'm going to spain for work during the week so there might be a couple of different guest co-hosts in and around for the next couple of weeks who knows we're not sure just yet but we will keep you posted right here on wrestling daily have a great weekend guys deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.